0: Today is November the 14th, and you are listening to the Reading Through the Bible Together podcast. My name is Blake Farley, and today's Old Testament reading comes to us from Ezekiel chapter 29 and chapter 30. As always, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, NLT. Ezekiel chapter 29, beginning with verse 1. On January 7th, during the 10th year of King Jehoiachin's captivity, this message came to me from the Lord. "'Son of man, turn and face Egypt and prophesy against Pharaoh the king and all the people of Egypt. Give them this message from the sovereign Lord. I am your enemy, O Pharaoh, king of Egypt, you great monster lurking in the streams of the Nile. For you have said the Nile River is mine. I made it for myself. I will put hooks in your jaws and drag you out on the land with fish sticking to your scales. I will leave you and all your fish stranded in the wilderness to die.' you will lie unburied on the open ground. For I have given you as food to the wild animals and birds. All the people of Egypt will know that I am the Lord. For to Israel you were just a staff made of reeds. When Israel leaned on you, you splintered and broke, and stabbed her in the armpit. Whether she put her weight on you, you collapsed, and her legs gave way. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will bring an army against you, O Egypt, and destroy both people and animals. The land of Egypt will become a desolate wasteland, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. Because you said the Nile River is mine, I made it. I am now the enemy of both you and your river. I will make the land of Egypt a totally desolate wasteland, from Migdal to Aswan, as far south as the border of Ethiopia. For forty years not a soul will pass that way, neither people nor animals. It will be completely uninhabited. I will make Egypt desolate, and it will be surrounded by other desolate nations. Its cities will be empty and desolate for 40 years, surrounded by other ruined cities. I will scatter the Egyptians to distant lands. But this is what the Sovereign Lord also says. At the end of the 40 years, I will bring the Egyptians home again from the nations to which they have been scattered. I will restore the prosperity of Egypt and bring its people back to the land of Pathros in southern Egypt, from which they came. But Egypt will remain an unimportant minor kingdom. It will be the lowliest of all the nations, never again great enough to rise above its neighbors. Then Israel will no longer be tempted to trust in Egypt for help. Egypt's shattered condition will remind Israel of how sinful she was to trust Egypt in her early days. Then Israel will know that I am the sovereign Lord, on April 26th, the first day of the new year, during the 27th year of King Jehoiachin's captivity, this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, the army of King Nebuchadnezzar of, Babylon's, of Babylon fought so hard against Tyre that the warriors' heads were rubbed bare and their shoulders were raw and blistered. Yet, Nebuchadnezzar and his army won, no plunder to compensate them for all their work. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will give the land of Egypt to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. He will carry off its wealth, plundering everything it has, so he can pay his army. Yes, I have given him the land of Egypt as a reward for his work, says the sovereign Lord, because he was working for me when he destroyed Tyre. And the day will come when I will cause the ancient glory of Israel to revive. And then, Ezekiel, your words will be respected. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Moving into chapter 30, beginning with verse 1. This is another message that came to me from the Lord. Son of man, prophesy, and give this message from the sovereign Lord. Weep and wail for that day, for the terrible day is almost here, the day of the Lord. It is a day of clouds and gloom, a day of despair for the nations. A sword will come against Egypt, and those who are slaughtered will cover the ground. Its wealth will be carried away, and its foundations destroyed. The land of Ethiopia will be ravished. Ethiopia, Libya, Lydia, and all Arabia, and all other allies will be destroyed in that war. For this is what the Lord says. All of Egypt's allies will fall, and the pride of her power will end. From Migdal to Aswan, they will be slaughtered by the sword, says the sovereign Lord. Egypt will be desolate, surrounded by desolate nations, and its cities will be in ruins, surrounded by other ruined cities. And the people of Egypt will know that I am the Lord when when I have set Egypt on fire and destroyed all their allies. At that time, I will send swift messengers and ships to terrify the complacent Ethiopians. Great panic will come upon them on that day of Egypt's certain destruction. Watch for it. It is sure to come. For this is what the sovereign Lord says. By the power of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, I will destroy the hordes of Egypt. He and his armies, the most ruthless of all, will be sent to demolish the land. They will make war against Egypt until slaughtered Egyptians cover the ground. I will dry up the Nile River and sell the land to wicked men. I will destroy the land of Egypt and everything in it by the hands of foreigners. I, the Lord, have spoken. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will smash the idols of Egypt and the images at Memphis. There will be no rulers left in Egypt. Terror will sweep the land. I will destroy southern Egypt and set fire to Zoan and bring judgment against the beasts. I will pour out my fury on Polisium the strongest fortress of egypt and i will stamp out the hordes of thebes yes i will set fire to all egypt pelusium will be racked with pain thebes will be torn apart memphis will live in constant terror the young men of hilopolis and babastis will die in battle and the women will be taken away as slaves when i come to break the proud strength of egypt it will be a dark day for thaphius too a dark cloud will cover thapris And its daughters will be led as captives. And so I will greatly punish Egypt, and they will know that I am the Lord. On April 29th, during the 11th year of King Jehoiachin's captivity, this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, I have broken the arm of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. His arm has not been put in a cast so that it may heal. Neither has it been bound up with a splint to make it strong enough to hold a sword. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I am the enemy of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. I will break both of his arms, the good arm along with the broken one, and I will make his sword clatter to the ground. I will scatter the Egyptians to many lands throughout the world. I will strengthen the arms of Babylon's king and put my sword in his hand. But I will break the arms of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he will lie there mortally wounded, groaning in pain. I will strengthen the arms of the king of Babylon, while the arms of Pharaoh fall useless to his sides." And when I put my sword in the hand of Babylon's king, and he brings it against the land of Egypt, Egypt will know that I am the Lord. I will scatter the Egyptians among the nations, dispersing them throughout the earth. Then they will know that I am the Lord. That concludes our Old Testament reading. Moving into the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32, through chapter 12, verse 13. How much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of faith, of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flames of fire, and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to fight. Women received their loved ones back again from death. But others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Some were jeered at, and their backs were cut open with whips. Others were chained in prisons. Some died by stoning. Some were solid in half, and others were killed with the sword. Some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute and oppressed and mistreated. They were too good for this world, wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. All these people earned a good reputation because of their faith, yet none of them received all that God had promised. For God had something better in mind for us, so that they would not reach perfection without us. Moving into chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us, We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not given your lives in your struggle against sin. And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, My children... Don't make light of the Lord's discipline, and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Who ever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Since we are respected, Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits and lives forever? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It is painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall, but become strong. This concludes our New Testament reading and moving into our Proverbs reading. It will come to us today from Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And finally, we will be reading Psalm 112 in a posture of prayer. This is the 112th Psalm, beginning with verse 1. Praise the Lord! How joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying His commands! Their children will be successful everywhere. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed. They themselves will be wealthy, and their good deeds will last forever. Light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are generous, compassionate, and righteous. Good comes to those who lend money generously. And conduct their business fairly. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Those who are righteous will be long remembered. They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They are confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly. They share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor. The wicked will see this and be infuriated. They will grind their teeth in anger. They will slink away. Their hopes the Father, thank you that you are good. Lord, we do praise you. I pray that we would be joyful as we live in a righteous and reverent fear of who you are and what you've done, and we delight in obeying your commands because you have transformed us. You've given us your Holy Spirit, and we can no longer be the same. Your commands have been written in our minds and on our hearts. Lord Jesus, we love you, and we seek to serve you in all of life. Amen. Thank you for joining me for today's reading, and I hope to see you back here tomorrow for another day of reading through the Bible together.